Dokimas Project Session 1, Reading and Personal Study. Dokimas Project Principles. One question that comes up over and over is, how do I discover and get clarity on those things that God specifically designed me to be and do? The answer is simple. Jesus Christ calls His followers to abundant life, John 10.10. 10. Having a solid understanding of truth is what sets you free, John 8.32. What hinders abundant life is deception. Christ said that even Christians will be deceived, Mark 13.22. Throughout the Bible, God makes certain contrasts very clear. Truth versus deception. Good versus evil. Love versus selfishness. Righteousness versus rebellion. Life versus death. Relationship versus religion. We will refer to life, truth, love, relationship, and righteousness as the way of life. We will also refer to death, deception, selfishness, and rebellion as the way of deception. Galatians 6 7 says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The way of life involves seven pursuits. Having this lifestyle is a process that eliminates deception. Deception is very subtle, and it is easy to believe statements like, I don't have enough time to do what God wants. I'm not smart enough. God will forgive me, so it's okay to sin. I'll never let dot 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 happen again. You can't trust those kind of people. There is something wrong with me. I don't want to get hurt again. God let me down. Now it's up to me. To make decisions with these kinds of deceptive thoughts in mind is sowing in deception. We will reap what we sow. The most deceptive statement is this one. I cannot be deceived. Wow, think about that thought for a minute. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Matthew 24, 24. To avoid the way of deception and stay on the way of life, there are seven essential pursuits. They are 1. The pursuit of knowing God's word and ways. In Greek, this is logos. 2. The pursuit of an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, filled with adoration and two-way communication through the Holy Spirit. In Greek, this is rhema. 3. The pursuit of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit's love and power in daily life. This involves active participation in spiritual exercises such as prayer, fasting, obedience, worship, and proclaiming truth. 4. The pursuit of renewed thinking. This involves a healed and expanded view of life. The need for renewed thinking can be identified by negative or apathetic emotions about God, self, others, life, and circumstances. You are deceived when you believe a thought that God does not approve of. Think about that. Renewed thinking is the skill of taking thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 5. 5. The pursuit of a hopeful state of mind that is full of celebration, inner abundance, and life that soars above all circumstances. God brings this about through brokenness, surrender, humility, repentance, and trust in God. As we trust in God, we are able to thank Him even in the midst of trying circumstances, knowing that He is working all these for the good of those who love Him. Romans 8.28 6. The pursuit of a lifestyle of discovery and sanctification to follow God's unique design for each person. 7. The pursuit of creating communities built on trust that flow in the love and power of the Holy Spirit. This pattern is life-giving and biblical. 
Living according to this pattern requires training and a sense of healthy community. We believe salvation, or justification, is on an individual basis and a life of holiness, or sanctification, is best lived with close friends committed to godly purposes. The Bible is full of examples of people that God trained before they were deployed to their main assignment. Training is very important to properly do what God has designed you to do. Think about a surgeon. Would you want an untrained surgeon or a trained surgeon to cut you open? We believe the work of the Lord is just as important as surgery. God has chosen us to help the world to heal through the power of His Word and Spirit. One thing we have experienced in this context is God blessing people with visions, dreams, poems, song lyrics, and an increased passion for the Bible. Here is an example of one poem. Enter into the day of my rest. That is my core victory for you. I called the light day, and the darkness I called night. Shine my light everywhere in your life, then darkness will flee. Walk in my light, and enter a day of rest for your soul. Your spirit is refreshed and set free. Usher in the news of me into your soul. I am your hope of glory. I am righteousness. I am peace. I am eternal life. I am rest. Enjoy my new covenant with you. I am the incorruptible seed in you. Only the incorruptible seed brings forth the nature of God. The power of sin has been defeated by my willingness to suffer for your sins. Although you were born of sin, your new holy nature is born of me. The weight has been taken off your shoulders to perform. I am orchestrating a great wedding for the world to see. I am drawing all people as I have promised. Come away with me. You are my child. You are my love. Enter my rest. We take training seriously. Think about it. A medical surgeon has to go through years of training, practicing in lab settings, serving an internship, passing hundreds of tests, getting the proper licensing, and committing to continuing education. All this has to be done in order to perform surgery. There is a high level of skill and commitment needed, and rightly so. We believe the same thing is true for doing the work of the Lord. That is why we place a great deal of importance on training. This training process is what enables a high degree of community trust. It is like the respect that one surgeon can give another, knowing that they have been through a rigorous process of training and commissioning. Spiritual gyms produce highly skilled hope bringers and marketplace ministers that work together with a great deal of trust and common understanding. Spiritual gyms help Christians collectively and clearly hear God's voice and do as He instructs. This is done in accordance with God's unique design for each person in the group and God's design for a community of believers. This simple process brings hope to the participants of the spiritual gym. It also brings hope to the people those participants come in contact with on a daily basis. Jesus gave them this answer, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He can only do what He sees His Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. John 5:19 Spiritual gyms help participants adore the Lord, be one with him, and do what God has specifically designed each participant to do. Matthew 18:18 18, 18 to20 says, "I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, 
There am I with them. Dokimas expands the kingdom of God. The main emphasis of spiritual gems is to expand the kingdom of God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew 6, 9-13 Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. John fourteen twelve to 14 For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, or theological debates, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Romans 14, 17-18 Romans 14 contains seven characteristics of the kingdom of God. These are 1. Righteousness 2. Peace 3. Joy 4. In the Holy Spirit 5. Serves Christ 6. Pleasing to God and 7. Receives human approval It is important to point out that the phrase eating and drinking is in reference to a theological debate that was taking place at the time of Paul's writing the book of Romans. So we can say with a great deal of confidence that the kingdom of God is not about theological debates. Debates that break a spirit of unity grieve the Holy Spirit. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Ephesians 4.30 Our position on theological debates is that God is bigger than our little brains. He has everything figured out. We can trust Him. We have faith in God, and that is what brings Christians together in unity. So, we follow God's commands and decrees, and we explore the possibilities of future events and dogmas with righteousness, peace, and joy under the guidance of the Holy Spirit while serving Christ. This attitude pleases God and gives us the ability to approve of each other. The seventh characteristic of the kingdom of God is human approval. This is especially important. The word in Greek is dokimas, and this is what it means. In the ancient world, there was no banking system as we know it today, and no paper money. All money was made from metal, heated until liquid, poured into molds, and allowed to cool. When the coins were cooled, it was necessary to smooth off the uneven edges. The coins were comparatively soft, and of course, many people shaved them closely. In one century, more than 80 laws were passed in Athens to stop the practice of whittling down the coins when in circulation, but some money changers were men of integrity who would accept no counterfeit money. They were men of honor who put only genuine, full-weight money into circulation. Such men were called dokimas, and this word is used here for the Christian as he is to be seen by the world. That's from Donald Gray Barnhouse, Romans, God's Glory, page 18. Dokimas is a key concept. Our favorite definition is integrity that passes the test of rigor. Think about those people you know who have integrity that passes the test of rigor. They are special. You are called to be one of those people. All Christians are called to be living examples of these seven characteristics. This is the essence of what spiritual gyms are all about, encouraging each other to be people of the kingdom of God, serving our great King and Heavenly Father. Spiritual Health, the Flow of True Hope 
Physical strength is measured by factors such as blood pressure, heart rate, cholesterol levels, how much weight we can lift, endurance, and many other factors. Mental strength is measured by an intelligent quotient, IQ, test scores, reading retention, skill proficiency, and many other factors. Spiritual health is measured by things unseen. Therefore, an accurate measurement system is nearly impossible to create. However, you can measure how much hope you have. We believe if your hope is increasing, then you are on a pathway of spiritual health. So, the goal of a spiritual gym is to increase your flow of hope. To do this, we tap into the flow of hope that includes the following key areas. The seven pathways to intimacy with God. The seven redemptive gifts, temperaments, and authorities that God gives to individuals. The seven fields that are in need of hope. The three common battlegrounds that must be won through the power of Jesus Christ. In the next few pages, we'll cover how God fills your personal reservoir of hope. You will also learn how easy it is to have your hope stolen or have your personal reservoir become toxic. This is normal, and you are not alone if you feel that your hope has been stolen. Have courage. God redeems everything. Let's take a look at the flow of true hope and how God's love, joy, peace, power, healing, and hope is intended to flow to you and through you to others. The diagram on page 17 shows how you are filled with hope through Christ in you. This means having an intimate relationship with God where He fills you. Your old nature passes away, and His nature indwells you. This is amazing. Seven Pathways of Intimacy with God There are seven pathways. Each of these pathways is available to you, and you will have one or two that are your main pathways of intimacy with Him. It is important to remember that God is triune, meaning three in one. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God's Spirit and Word, the Bible, fill your reservoir with fresh living water. This spiritual water level is your level of hope. From this place of a full reservoir of hope, that is constantly being refreshed and filled with heavenly hope, you share the hope that you have with others. This flow is received by your spirit and flows through your soul and body out to the world around you. When hope is flowing through you properly, your powerhouse is also energized by the large impellers in the dam being turned by the flow of hope going through you. This powerhouse gives you energy to do the tasks associated with daily living and all the things that you are responsible to do. 7 Redemptive Gifts You are uniquely gifted to flow hope in a certain way. This is your redemptive gift. There are seven redemptive gifts. Your spirit has all seven, but God has designed your soul to flow uniquely with one main gift and six others that are available to you as you grow in Christ. It is important to know your main gift and not neglect it. It is the only gift that pulls from the deepest part of your reservoir and it has the greatest capacity of flow. In this playbook, we'll take a closer look at these vitally important concepts. Seven Fields of Influence Needing Hope The seven fields needing hope are religion, family, education, media, arts and entertainment, government, and business. God has placed you in or near a few of these fields. You are not there by mistake. God's plan of redemption sometimes takes years to understand, but you can trust Him. Some people mistakenly leave their profession, working in government, business, or one of the other fields, to serve God. If you are in the marketplace and you have a passion to serve God, then you are a marketplace minister. That is the essence of the Dokimas Project. Welcome aboard! For further study on the seven fields, 
There are numerous resources under the labels of The Seven Mountains or The Seven Spheres of Influence. We recommend materials by Lance Walnow, Bill Bright, Oz Hillman, Ed Silvoso, and Lauren Cunningham. Spiritual Infirmity, The Flow of False Hope The diagram on page 18 depicts what happens when your view of life gets inverted. This happens very easily and is a subtle form of deception. If your thoughts get inverted, they may sound something like, I worked hard on that, mm. I worked hard on that presentation and no one said thank you. All I want is a little appreciation for the things I do. Life is just not fair. I feel depressed when I compare myself to those more successful than me. I'm so tired from always putting in extra and not getting anything in return. You have no idea of all the pain I have been through. God has forgotten about me. The revenue of this company is my responsibility and this weight that I carry is getting very heavy. The success of this project is up to me. If I don't work hard, the entire project will fail. Our attendance at the last event was just not good enough. I will make sure it's better for the next one. I'm so tired of carrying all this guilt and shame. And on it goes. When your view of life is inverted, you are literally expecting the world to fill your reservoir. Look at the diagram on page 18. The arrows show how an inverted view of the world makes it look like the flow can go backward. This is obviously not possible, but that is how powerful the deception is. The amazing thing is that it seems to work for a while. You will receive appreciation, affirmation, understanding, trust, and even what appears to be hope from the world. The problem is that the majority of what the world can give you is actually hype, not hope. The hope that the world can give will not compare to what God can give you. Here's another way to think about it. In the picture that is slanted, the water can flow from the fields that need hope back into your reservoir. The problem is that water that has been sitting on a field is not drinkable. It is full of bacteria and algae. If you let this water into your reservoir, it will become toxic. Once you start to feel that toxic water in your reservoir, it is natural to become defensive and block people from speaking into your life. This is called constricting the flow, and it leads to bitterness, frustration, anger, denial, depression, aggression, extreme passivity, and a host of other problems. At some point, you may say to yourself, I cannot do this anymore. This is called reaching a state of brokenness, and your world may feel completely upside down. Even your daily responsibilities may take so much energy that you are wiped out at the end of each day. These are symptoms that you believe the deception. The good news is that God's plan of salvation includes three things. One, forgiveness of sin. Two, hope for living a life of inner abundance. And three, a glorious future. God loves you so much that He may allow your entire world to be turned upside down in order for your reservoir to be drained completely and then he can fill you with pure, fresh, living water of hope. The choice is yours. You can live in deception and believe the hype from the world, or you can receive from God all that he wants to pour into you and through you. You have a choice. You always have a choice. So, with a sense of humor, we say, don't let a good upside-down experience go to waste. This is our story, and we are glad to share the tools from our journey. We were broken before the Lord— drained of a toxic reservoir, and filled with pure, fresh, living water of hope. We are still in process and learning to live according to God's design. It is a lifestyle, not an event. 
We pray that you'll join us on the journey of being filled with God, being one with Him, and flowing His nature to others. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24:15. Three Battlegrounds There are three battlegrounds that are important to win. You are called to overcome. The battlegrounds are 1. Your view of God 2. Your view of self and 3. Your view of others. The battle is in your mind. It's about what you believe. You can believe truth from God's Word, the Bible, and His Spirit, or you can believe the messages that bombard your mind each day. Some of the messages are from other people or society at large and do not carry the weight of God's truth. However, many of the messages are lies straight from the mouth of the enemy. So which is worse, a slight deception or a lot of deception? Either way, it's deception. The signs of deception are 1. View of God You become suspicious of God and His ways. You decide that you can run your life by your own rules. This leads to rebellion. When rebellion is in full bloom, then you become very selfish and God becomes distant and unimportant to you. After a while, your identity is attacked and you feel unworthy, or even worse, you begin to judge God. 2. View of self. From a position of unworthiness, you feel shameful. You look for things that will make you feel better. You go toward people who will accept you for who you are, but in reality, they are accepting you for who you have become. Deep inside, you know this, and an inner tension increases. Eventually, depression overcomes. If that doesn't work, then your other option is to emotionally detach and become untouchable, but then feelings of isolation and loneliness become your reality. 3. View of others. From a position of depression or isolation, your view of others becomes tainted. You see people as objects, or if you have any warm feelings for them, it seems as if they can easily annoy you. You doubt that God loves anyone, and life becomes one problem after another. Bitterness or weariness is the road you find yourself often traveling. The three battlegrounds can be summarized this way. 1. Your view of God is really a battle for your identity. Are you a child of God or a random accident? Does He intimately know you, and does He want a relationship with you, or is He distant and uncaring? 2. Your view of self is really a battle for your design. Did God really make you unique and special, or is life really a cruel joke? 3. Your view of others is really a battle for calling. Does God really care for all the people you come in contact with, or are most of them just in your way, causing problems, or making work for you? You are not a mistake and your life is not an accident. You are loved, valued, and you have a purpose that you can pursue with clarity and passion. The people around you need you to be filled with God's hope. Your spiritual gym is set up to help you overcome these battlegrounds, help you receive hope from God, and flow it to others. So what does victory look like? When you have a healthy view of God, self, and others, then your life is filled with 1. An awe of God and His amazing creative power. Your identity is solid as a beloved child of God. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. 2. Acceptance of God's love and design for your life. You receive a sense of worth that is almost unexplainable. 3. You see others through a heavenly lens. Your heart is full of compassion and purpose. 
You are one who can carry hope into any situation because the Holy Spirit flows through you. If your battleground is view of God, then it's your identity that is at risk. Truth produces a beloved child in awe of God, but deception produces rebellion leading to selfishness. If your battleground is view of self, then your design is at risk. Truth produces worthiness in Christ. Deception produces shame leading to depression. If your battleground is view of others, then your calling is at risk. Truth produces Holy Spirit flowing through you. Deception produces bitterness leading to isolation. Three forms of redemption. Salvation and redemption are available to you through the perfect life and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Why is this important? The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Sin is an archery term. It means to shoot an arrow and miss the target. Have you ever missed doing God's will in life? Then you're a sinner. Everyone is a sinner. That is why we need Jesus to save us. Have you prayed asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins? Have you made him the Lord of your life? If so, you are on a journey of salvation. If not, then pray right now. Pray as the Lord leads you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to fill you with His Spirit. Ask Him to take control of your life. If you just prayed that prayer, God and all of His angels are rejoicing. We rejoice with you too. Your salvation comes in three forms, past, present, and future. You have been set free from the penalty of sin, past. You are being freed from the power of sin, present. And one day you will be set free from the presence of sin, future. Your redemption comes in three forms too, past, present, and future. Jesus can heal your wounds and shame, past. Jesus can give you a true identity so that you can abide in His presence with joy and worship, present. Last but not least, He can redeem your spiritual gifts, authority, and divine assignments that He has prepared for you to do, future. Think about it. What if you, those around you, your community, your church, your workplace, and your friends all received God's plan of salvation and redemption. That would be amazing. Join us in that prayer. Join us in that pursuit of being vessels that God's love and power flows through. We don't do it to earn anything from God. We do it because He is in us, we are in Him, and He flows through us. It's a wonderful, joyful journey. What a spiritual gym meeting looks like. The three forms of redemption are facilitated in spiritual gyms through the following, recommended teaching, group activities or protocols, and personal coursework. Spiritual gym meetings are an expression of the Holy Spirit and the unique personalities of the participants of the group. The following are simply suggestions to help you determine what your meetings might look like. Two hours is about right for the length of time for your spiritual gym meetings, but each group will vary depending on the uniqueness of the group. 1 Corinthians 14.26 says, When you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. Gather in a home or a meeting room for some light refreshments and socialization for 15 minutes. Worship with a couple of worship songs, played electronically or with live musicians. Share one or two glory stories as outlined in this playbook. Do the Lay Your Burdens Down group activity. The facilitator may ask one person to do the tire drill and one person to read their persona statement. 
be sure to give the person reading their persona statement some advance notice. Break into groups of two or three for five minutes for a personal coursework check-in. Where are you in the coursework? How was your time in the Word this week? What is one thing the Lord showed you while working on the coursework this past week? Have a spokesperson from each group do a one-minute summary of what was discussed. Watch the video for that session. Have a teaching time highlighting one aspect of the personal coursework. Complete a group activity to apply the teaching for that session. Pray for the city or some other specific people group. Inquire of the Lord for anything else He would like to communicate or accomplish. Possibly minister to one or two people prophetically using the hot seat protocol or strike force prayer. Close with a prayer of blessing and thanksgiving. Socialize and leave with a blessing and a hug for each person. Even though we have organized the material into 12 sessions, the facilitator may decide which topics to teach and the activities to reinforce the teaching. Have fun with the exercises. Have fun with the activities, teaching, and coursework. They are meant to bless and strengthen your spirit, heal your soul, connect with God, and build relationships with each other. Personal Fellowships for Vulnerability Personal fellowships are important to build close relationships and be a prayer covering with two or three people. There is no formal assignment of who is in which personal fellowship. The Holy Spirit will direct that aspect, and it is also based on the natural connections that occur in the group. Over time, the personal fellowships will change based on life changes and collaborative efforts getting started and completing. We have seen that collaborating with a few people in the spiritual gym is a fabulous way to build relationships and be prayer coverings for each other. A prayer covering is not someone who is over you. It is someone who watches your back. Most importantly, these are people you can be vulnerable with. Learning to be trustworthy and trust others is an essential ingredient to spiritual health. Think of these people as your vulnerability partners or gym buddies. During the week, make a point of being in contact with your personal fellowship. Here are some suggestions. Get to know each other personally and professionally. Encourage each other to finish all the assignments in the spiritual gym coursework. Share concerns and reflectively listen to each other. Pray for each other by listening to the Holy Spirit and praying as He instructs. Collaborate on divine assignments that you sense the Lord is calling you to do with each other. Personal Study and Coursework In this playbook, you'll find all the materials you need to do the personal coursework. There is no set amount of time to complete this. Some people can finish in as little as two months. Others may take as long as two years. Each person is different and has a different background and familiarity with emotional healing, spiritual breakthrough, identity, and calling in life. It's like we said earlier, if you are asking the big questions in life, then you are at the right place. Spiritual gems are where people go to get big answers, get trained, commissioned, and deployed to have big impact. The remainder of this playbook contains group activities, personal coursework, and teaching aids for training that is available on video. Use these materials as the Holy Spirit directs. There is no right and wrong way to go through the materials. You are in a spiritual gym. Just like with physical training, each person is different. It's okay to start slow. Crawling turns into walking, then running, and eventually you'll be soaring. Our prayer for you is, Dear Lord, we know that you will bless this child of yours as he, she dedicates time and energy to develop spiritual muscles. It is your will for this child of yours to be free and flow your love, hope, and power out to this world. But first you want them to be filled with you. Fill them with healing, identity, 
understanding, and truth. Thank you for all that you have done and are doing in their life. Amen. Being a hope bringer or marketplace minister. You are called by God to be a hope bringer. If you have a job, career, or occupational goals, then you are called to be a marketplace minister. You may or may not feel like that right now. Think of this process as boot camp. We want you to be fully engaged. God will greatly bless you for being diligent in this process. If you get stuck while doing the coursework, that's okay. Your spiritual gym team will coach you and pray with you. The main thing is to let God work in you. He wants you to overflow with hope. This process will help you get there. This training is designed to give you clarity on both topics. First, we will focus on who you are. Next, we'll focus on what God is calling you to. This training will help you be a doer of the word. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. James 1.22 Spiritual gym training involves preparation to pursue the divine assignment God gave you. It is very important to not confuse divine assignments and identity. Who you are and what you do are two different things. This training is designed to give you clarity on both topics. First, we will focus on who you are. Next, we'll focus on what God is calling you to. This training will help you be a doer of the word. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says, James 1.22. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal or of this world. In order to use these weapons, we need a certain level of discipleship. Paul admonishes us that the saving of our soul is a daily work. Our goal is to advance the kingdom of God as a disciple who reflects the nature of Jesus Christ. A degree of wholeness is required in order to do this because we are dealing with spiritual forces of evil, not just flesh and blood. Read Ephesians chapter 6. Important concept. It takes longer for our soul to catch up to the freedom that our spirit receives in Christ. The healing tools for our soul can include methods that work from an experiential level as long as those methods are not in conflict with the Word of God. This is a key concept because of the way our brains are made by God. Our brains have neural pathways that have formed over time due to temperament, upbringing, environment, and experiences. These neural pathways do not change quickly. So in your spirit, you may know the truth, but it will take many repetitions to form a new neural pathway that reflects that truth. In fact, brain research has shown that it takes 140 repetitions of a new way of thinking or a new skill before a neural pathway is formed. For example, let's say you believe that you are a failure at work. Well, you may know the truth in your spirit that God sees you as an overcomer. However, you'll need to proclaim the truth with conviction 140 times until your brain creates a new neural pathway. So the proclamation of truth in this situation would be, I am an overcomer and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That phrase would need to be repeated 140 times in order for you to really believe it at a deep level. Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 31-32 Hi, this is Larry with a wrap-up of Session 1. 
Lori covered a lot of really important information and it may have felt like a tidal wave, but uh, don't worry, the beginning of the Doc and Moss project has a lot of content that we're presenting. You will have time to process this with the Holy Spirit so that it lands well. Now the next step is to meet with your spiritual gym team and do the session two group activities. Those are help your team get to know you, spiritual gym commitment of conduct, discussing the seven ways to connect with God, and knowing who you are in Christ. Uh, the spiritual gym commitment of conduct is really important to help create a safe environment for the spiritual gym. The other exercises help you go deeper with each other and deeper with the Lord. To find out more about the Docamas Project community and events, please visit docamasnetwork.org. The Docamas Project Spiritual Gym Playbook Version 2 was written by Larry and Lori Hill, copyright 2016.